People say less is more. At Red Barn, we think less is better. It's what you won't find that sets our natural premium pet food apart. No byproducts, no corn or soy, no fillers. Just the natural ingredients your pets need to live the healthy life they deserve. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Naturals Pet Food. Simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Try our grain-free rolled food. It's protein-packed with less risk of food sensitivity. Blog Talk Radio.
this is a place where you can call in and tell me about all the inner turmoil you're experiencing. You can tell me about all the fucking horrible bonehead choices you're making for yourself. Tell me if you uh, fit into one or all of the following categories. Are you sad, lonely, gay, straight, bisexual, newly single, a cutter, a shit talker, a total high school nerd who grips the straps of your backpack that's covered in whiteout and patched for bad bands way too tight? Are you sitting in the middle of your shitty little bedroom, binge eating and picking at your face? Well, cut the fuck out. Nobody's going to love you if you're covered in pockmarks. Are you looking for love, answers, guidance, direction? Or is this helping to feel a little bit less alone? Are you experiencing a shame spiral because of that horrible thing you did last night at that party that weekend? Let me rewind that. Are you experiencing a shame spiral because of what you did at that party last weekend? Me too. So is everyone else. Are your friends assholes who talk behind your back? Is the guy you like not responding to your text message, your Facebook poke, your retweet, your Instagram likes? Is your dad cheating on your mom? With you? Holy fucking shit! You need a pep talk in the form of a slap in the face in the form of a podcast masquerading as a radio show? Huh. Then this is your lucky day. Because that is exactly what this is. Let me, Alexi Celine Wasser, creator of I'mBoyCrazy.com and Boy Crazy Radio, be the shoulder that you cry on, okay? All I want to do is hold your hand through all of it. Essentially, all I want to be is the big sister that you never even knew that you wanted. And maybe, just maybe if I'm lucky, the big sister you jerk off to. Anyway, pick up your smartphones, use Gmail to call me, use Skype, whatever you need to do, and dial this number. Or you could 646-378-0649, or call me toll-free at area code 877-569-3588. Did you get that? Did you write it down? You should store it in your smartphone, all right? I think that would be a smart idea. Um, listen, I've been having a lot of guests lately on Boy Crazy Radio, and I've had, you know, I had, last week I had Todd Weisenbaker and Katie Goodman from Vivian Girls and LaSera. I had a comedian on named Barry Rothbart, Ariel Pink, that musician guy has been, like, has been co-hosting with me a little bit. He's done it twice. And I feel like that changes the dynamic of the show. I mean, I, I think that makes it move fast and it's fun and it's different and it makes for a different show, but... Uh, what I'm more comfortable with and more used to and really enjoy is just hosting the show by myself because then I feel like I can, like, really get into people's problems. It just gets a little bit too topsy-turvy, herky-jerky when I have guests. And that's fine. And I will, will, you know, we'll ease in and out of that, and that's what it is. But tonight I'm just happy that I don't have a guest because I might have a guest next week, but that's to be determined. It's going to be an exciting, fun guest. You guys will freak out, I think, maybe, who knows, probably not. I don't know. But... Uh, tonight it's just you and me. That's why, you know, if you want to call in and tell me about your woes and your worries and your sorrows and your blunders, that's great. Call me up. I will give you wonderful advice. If you're on the verge of suicide, I'm not even joking. I'm kind of joking, but whatever you're feeling, call me up. I've got some good answers logged, uh, lodged deep inside my brain and my heart to uh, to give you. Oh, my God. Here's what I'm doing after this. After this, I'm already talking about what I'm doing after the podcast. After this podcast, I never watched a show called X Factor ever. I've never seen it, never had any desire to really, but apparently people love it. Call in if you love it too. Explain, tell me what I missed last week because I didn't see it last week. But apparently all my best friends, uh, all one of them, all two of them, all seven of them, I don't know, I've got a handful of friends. How dare you? This is none of your business. I'm just trying to tell you a story. Anyway, they all love X Factor. Um, and so... We bring some weird X Factor party at one of my friends' houses. So I bought uh, a ton of individual 
Sofia Coppola champagne containers. So I'm excited to just kind of walk in and be like, hey, you guys, let's go. Oh, X-Factor party. But really, I just want to, like, blow them away with my with my taste and uh, the fact that I, I bought a Prezi. So really, it's just for me to feel good about myself. And uh, I'll, I'm sure I'll remind, I'll remind everybody throughout the course of the evening how cool I am that I brought that present. Because I can't just do something nice. I've got to tell everybody over and over again. Because what does doing a good deed count or matter if nobody can hear you talking about it all the time after, while it's happening, after it's happened, all that. Anyway, um, I mean, this is really about the phone calls. I would love to get to the phone calls. Oh, and I saw The Master last night. Did anybody see this movie by Paul Thomas Anderson? I was very excited to see it. I saw it at 11.15. It was great, 11.15 p.m. It was great. The acting was really good. I'm a little bit disappointed in the fact that, spoiler alert, okay, maybe I won't tell you. Well, this is a very vague thing that I'm going to say. It, I knew, I didn't read about it, but I think everybody knows the movie is about Scientology. It's supposed to be, it's about L. Ron Hubbard and how Scientology came to be. And it's about, you know, you look into this guy's life and see where he comes from, uh, how he got to be who he is. But the movie is so vague. The acting is great. Joaquin Phoenix is great. Philip Seymour Hoffman is great. Everybody's great all around. Fantastic. Great. Academy Awards for everyone. But I was so excited that it was going to be about L. Ron Hubbard and the man behind Scientology that I was pissed off that it was so vague. First of all, his character name was not L. Ron, which bummed me out because I wanted it to be so on the nose and so what, what we all knew it was about that it would, I wanted it to be spoon-fed to me. So that was a little bit disappointing, and it was just too vague, you know, like we didn't get into, I I just wanted it to be, it should have just been called a Scientology movie. That's what I needed to be called. Anyway, but I saw it at 11.15. I had had a drink. I was exhausted. I had only gotten two hours of sleep the night before because I'd been working and keeping really great hours lately. So I'm not going to say I was nodding off during the movie, but my eyes were closed every once in a while. So I'm glad that this podcast, the whole sole reason of this podcast is not to give movie reviews because I would ethically fail um holy fucking shit um i'm gonna take this first phone call i need to know that you're out there and you love boy crazy radio and you want it to keep happening because if you want me to take a little bit of break and you're not that interested and you don't want to show your support that's fine but when you call in and you let me know that you're listening and that you're, that you're out there and that you have a thought or a feeling or something you want to share with me that that inspires me to keep going and doing this weird thing from the comfort of my own apartment area code 317 Hello. Hello. Who's this? What's your name? How old are you? Where are you calling from? Oh, this is Paul again in Indiana, 52. Indiana, Paul. How are you doing? How are you okay. 52? Well, I want you to keep going with the show. I enjoy it. I try to listen almost every week, even though it's midnight out here in Indiana. Oh, my goodness. Well, um, what's going on with you? Do you have a question, or are you just, you're just calling me? No, not up? really. I was just listening. Just listening? Are you dating anyone? No, things are pretty dead right now. Why are they dead? That sounds horrible. Is there like a body buried uh, in your in the, in the trunk of your car? No, What's going it's on? not that kind of dead. I I don't know. There's just there are not a lot of single people here in Indianapolis. So I mentioned before I probably got to move somewhere, but with the economy, that's hard to do. So. Well, I'm glad that right out of the gate, our first call is about how your love life is dead and the economy is shit. So we to keep it we to keep it upbeat. Choose the least. Hmm. Sorry. Sorry to be a downer. 
okay. It is what it is. I'm but I do enjoy your show. That let me be positive about that. I think you do a great job. Thank you. And Thank keep you very doing much. it. I'm, I'm what I would, you know, I would be very sad if you stopped doing the show. I'm not going to stop doing the show, but tell everybody else that. Pick up okay. your phone, everybody. Oh, let me know one more thing, yeah. if this isn't too off topic. I saw you, the interview you did with your dad recently. I'm glad you're back on speaking terms with him. I, sounds you know, like you are. <laughs> it's funny that you say that, and that for anybody out there who doesn't know what he's talking about, what Paul's talking about, um, I, on my website, which is imboycrazy.com, I do interviews with men, with interesting guys or boys or men or whatever, and I call it Dude of the Day. So I posted a Dude of the Day a, a few months ago, uh, and it, it was a, an interview I did with my father, and it kind of shows you where I come from and, and why my, I am the way I am a little bit, because he's a little bit sarcastic and kind of uh, inappropriate with his daughter, I mean, speaking-wise. <laughs> but the thing is, I did that interview with him two years ago, and I haven't spoken to my dad in, like, well, I called him a few months ago just to make sure he's still alive because he's, like, in his 80s and he's, like, 20-something years older than my mom. So I check in occasionally to make sure he's still alive because he's somewhere in Los Angeles, but I don't exactly know where he lives and I don't see him on a regular basis at all. And I think that was one of the last times I saw him was, like, two years ago in person. Okay. Well, I didn't know that. I thought that was a recent interview. I'm sorry if I made a mistake here. Um, no, I, how, how are you to know? No, it's fine. But thank you. I'm glad you liked it. Well, I was thinking, uh, this again, this is a bit off topic. I know you write articles sometimes for magazines. Uh, it seems like your dad would have some interesting stories. Maybe you should interview him and do an article, you know, like he took pictures of the Beatles. And, you know, not many people could say that. <laughs> Maybe I will do that. That will be good, and a, a good excuse to get together with my dad. Oh, my God, you know what I'm secretly in fear of? This is what I'm scared of, that, like, you've just called, told me to do this interview with my dad for maybe a magazine. I can pitch that story to a magazine called, like, like there's a magazine called Dossier that I could pitch it to or something. But anyway, I have this fear that, like, I'm going to get all excited to do that, and then I'll call him after the podcast on my way to to the X Factor viewing party, and then I'll find out he died or something. I feel like, like the next time I call him, like, he won't – he won't be here. Like, well, I hope I'm that doesn't like, happen, but then, you know, life is very unpredictable. You know, I'm a huge Monkees fan, and I went to one of Davy Jones' last solo concerts, and he died shortly after that. You know, I got to meet him, talk to him, get some autographs, and he seemed healthy as a horse. He did a whole show by himself, you know. I've seen the Monkees like ten times, and then, you know, he passed away at the age of 66, you know, shortly after that uh, time I got to meet him. So you just never oh, know. Well. Great. Let's end on that note. Just kidding. Thank you, Paul. I, I, that's a great idea. Thank you very much. I'm gonna. I, I might just do that. It'll help me with all my bizarro, weird issues I have with my dad. The interesting thing is, yesterday I was talking to a friend of mine that I went and saw the master with, and um, he was telling me. I mean, it was interesting because yeah, he was telling me. Well, his father is a pastor, and uh, and I think he's very different from his dad. He's very different from his mom, and. I mean, seeing that movie was probably interesting for him because about, you know, the religion and, and whether or not you believe. Because the thing about the master is you see where this guy L. Ron Hubbard comes from and you wonder, does he believe what he's saying? Or is this just a fucking game where he's pulling a fast one on everyone and he's getting high off of power of, like, wielding this, you know, power over people who are so weak that they'll believe something just so that they have hope? And uh, so anyway, seeing this movie with a friend of mine whose dad is a pastor and, is, you know, is, is is part of a religious community was interesting because he doesn't – he can use this movie as, as a, you know – or it just made him want to talk to his dad about about his dad's 
relationship to religion and, and why he does what he does. Maybe I'm all over the place right now. Let me get back on track. But the point is, when I'm talking to this guy uh, and talking to a lot of my friends, they all tell me that they have nothing in common with their parents. They'd say things like, uh, you know, like one of, one of my best guy friends is, is, doesn't like talking to his mom or his dad because he's completely uninspired by his parents. They're they just kind of given up. They they sit around watching TV TV like eating Fritos in their sweatpants and and do nothing, and they just have no nothing to talk about whatsoever. So they don't hang out with their parents. It's, and, and and like my mom lives in Los Angeles. I know I'm going off on a tangent here. Just bear with me. My mom lives in Los Angeles. My father yes he is here somewhere in Los Angeles. So I live in the same city as them. Um, but I also like hanging out with them. It's easier for me to hang out with my parents if I want to, if I choose to, because they are here. Whereas my friends have moved to Los Angeles and their parents are in some other, you know, godforsaken small town in the middle of nowhere. So they already don't like their parents and they don't really have to see them very often, but they don't even want to call them on the phone. Meanwhile, I love calling my mom on the phone. She's one of my best friends. I talk to her every day. We text. We we talk for hours. We meet each other for coffee or tea and lunch and blah, blah, blah. But that's because... I, I'm interested in my mom's life. My mom does fun stuff. Like, she has not given up hope. She's, she's just doing more and more interesting things to keep her life, to shake up her life. And she, she learns how to play songs on guitar. She goes to Burning Man, even though I think it's ridiculous and embarrassing. Uh, she, she's putting herself out there, and that's fantastic. And the thing is with my dad, even though I don't talk to him, because he's not a very nice person and he's, he's, he's excruciating to be around because he's a misogynist and he, I think he's homophobic and he's just, he's an older guy. He's in a different generation. He's like that generation where he's like, he thinks it's funny to be like somewhat racist and homophobic and, and he just says horrible things and he thinks it's hilarious and he makes jokes at my expense. I hate all of that. But if I were to interview him or a magazine or just ask him about his own life and I could just pretend I was his friend for a few hours and just listen the dude is fascinating. He's gotten into so many weird shenanigans and, and done so many crazy things in the 70s with bands where he photographed you know, the Beatles and the Rolling Stones and went on tour with – and went. You know, he, he was the set photographer for Easy Rider. He's fucked so many groupies, done so many weird things, not even his own groupies. Why would he have groupies? He doesn't have groupies. He's a photographer. Anyway, he was eight. I'm, 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 I'm almost done with my rant, rant about my dad. I'm in the cough. <laughs> What if my dad died and that cough was like his spirit trying to tell me to shut the fuck up? See, I don't even know if he's dead. The last time I left him a message was like a month ago and he never returned my call. Anyway, all I'm saying is, I'm not exactly sure. Um, but yeah, I'll interview my dad. Boring. Anyway, I have a thing called boy crazy voicemail. That's so. Uh, that's that's what I use in, ca- in case you can't call in during the live show and you have something you want to say, I invite you to leave me a message on Boy Crazy Voicemail, and the telephone number is area code 888-666-2045. Um, leave your message under a minute, like leave a, a, a less, less than a minute message, and also don't include your telephone number because I will play your message the following week, and I don't want everybody out there who's listening, all two of you, to, uh, to get your phone number and start prank calling you, even though that sounds kind of fun. I think maybe we should start doing prank calls tonight. Oh, holy fuck. I know it's only the end of September, but 
I have a lot of things that I want to start. I want to get a jump start in encouraging everybody to take advantage of, of October, which is just around the corner because the year is just going by super fast. I have a ton of things I just want to encourage everybody to uh, get excited about when October does roll around in like a week and a half or whenever it's coming. But anyway, I'm going to get to Boy Crazy Voicemail because uh, I have not been uh, playing voicemails enough lately. So here we go. Knock out some Boy Crazy Voicemail. See what you guys are thinking about. Hear what you have to say. All right. Hey, Alexia, it's Haley. Just saying you should do a segment on how big girls can get love too because I think you could get a lot of viewers on that. And I still want to read it. Um, yeah, thanks. Big girls, big girls do need love, too. I totally agree. I think a lot of people get the wrong idea with my website, well, because I actually write horrible things, like, uh, about weight and stuff like that, but they do get the wrong idea that, uh, that I think everybody should be anorexic and, and starving to death and super-duper skinny. Not at all, all right? An equal opportunity. I love everybody, and yes, i got to start writing, stop writing such harsh things. But it makes me laugh to write such intense things. Like people believe these over-the-top statements I write about weight and the way life should be lived. Anyway, that's something to think about. Yes, I will write an article for my website about big girls needing love too. All right, who's this? Hey, Alexi, this is Lady Blue from BlueShame.com. I'm also a fellow blogger. Um, anyway, I just wanted to say that I love your blog. I love what you write about. I love that you always put yourself out there. Um, I just wrote a blog about um, moving to L.A. I'm going from a New York City blogger to an L.A. dancer. So um, it's a little nerve-wracking, but um, I don't know. Maybe you can give me some tips about what I should expect in L.A. Thanks. Bye. What should you expect in L.A.? First of all, good on you for the blatant plug, which is fantastic. Everybody check out her blog. Uh, could you hear it? Was it a little bit garbled? Anyway, that's neither here nor there. You're moving from LA to, to from New York to LA, and you're a blogger. What the fuck? Are you trying to horn in on my territory? What's going on here, Lady Blue? If that's your real name. Um, what are you gonna expect? You're probably gonna gain some weight. I'm not gonna lie, uh, but it's okay because I'm gonna do a post on how big girls need love too. So don't don't be alarmed. Everything's gonna be fine. Here's why you're gonna gain weight. You won't be walking as much in New York. You're constantly going up and down stairs. You're flag, uh, taking the subway. You're flagging a cab. Uh, I mean, you're hailing a cab. Either or. Anyway, you're walking around town. You're living your life. It's pretty crazy. Your thighs are tight and taut, um, which doesn't explain people being overweight in New York at all. But imagine how much more overweight they would be if they weren't living in New York. Maybe they're taking too many cabs. I don't know. Um, I am a monster. Okay, here we go. What else are you going to expect? Hmm. I think it's pretty similar nowadays in both big cities. I go to New York a lot, and I lived there for a while, and with the Internet and what have you, it's like major cities are all pretty much the same. I mean, the architecture might be different, and uh, the lifestyle is faster in New York because everything's more fast-paced and people are running around doing stuff, and it's all congested. You have, like, lots of energy of people on the street, so you you leave your apartment building, and all of a sudden you're just surrounded by a bunch of strangers, which is super sexy, and you can people watch, and it's fantastic, and you're just, you know... It's also kind of miserable sometimes because you can actually feel very alone in a crowd. When I lived in New York and I just moved there and I didn't know very many people, I used to feel super, I was shocked at how alone I could feel like in, in a huge crowd of people. I didn't know anybody. I had nobody to talk to, but anyway, that 
that fixed that worked itself itself out. But um, hmm, yeah, pretty much dating is the same in both places. People watching is better. Eye fucking is better in New York because people watch and flirt in Los Angeles. Both places have Whole Foods, which I love. Oh, there are Targets in LA. I don't know if there's a Target in New York. I, I don't know. I don't know where to find one. I know there's like a Kmart somewhere in the city, but. Both cities have the mentality that everybody's always looking for the next best thing. That's the downside. But that's how it is. London, Paris, New York, Los Angeles, everybody's always kind of like, you know, looking for the cutest, younger, more famous, uh, better looking option. I think it's like something that all people nowadays since we're all like voyeuristic people on the internet scouring people's Facebook pages and their Instagram their Instagram, their Twitter, and all these things, and you're, like, looking at people, and you're kind of, like, judging everybody, and, like, and, you know, you're just, it's all available for you. So the Internet has made the world smaller and made it so, like, major cities are all just kind of, like, the same vibe. But Los Angeles is great. Here's why. It's bigger. You'll have more room. Uh, your apartment will be bigger. You can have a, You can pay less for a bigger apartment, which is great. You can go on hikes, and it's almost it's like you're in the mountains, and then you can go to the beach. So you've got the best of both worlds. It's great. Then you can go to the desert, go on like a drive 40 minutes out of the city, and you're in the desert. Everything's going to be fine. You should check out M Cafe. Go to Target on La Brea for great people watching. Go to Whole Foods on Fairfax and Santa Monica. There are fun shops on Melrose. I'm not worried about you. Does that answer your goddamn question? I know I went on, but I, I was finding out. I was figuring out the answer as I went. All right, we're going to get back to Boy Crazy Voicemail after we take – this phone call. Area code 707? Hello? Yeah, you're on. Oh, I didn't even know. I didn't hit one. Oh, well, you're on now. What's your name? How old are you? Where are you calling from? Let's make the best of this. It's um, Ice Cold Zine again. Oh, my God. Ice Cold Zine. This is a really sweet boy named Ryan who makes a zine called Ice Cold Zine, and he sent me a ton of them and fun stickers, and he's a loyal Boy Crazy Radio listener and supporter. What's wrong with you? Not much. Just calling in, saying what's up. Um, Who would you like me to have co-host the show? Ariel Pink was pretty rad. I mean, he was sassy and... Had an attitude about him, so that was pretty cool. Um, I don't know. I mean, it'd be cool to touch on, I guess, different music subjects and stuff like that, or different music genres or something. Have you ever heard of a band called Les Sands? What was that? Have you ever heard of a band called Les Sands? No, I haven't. Oh, my God. Well, I might have them on because I interviewed them. I'm going to put you on hold, Ryan. There you are. Keep okay. listening to the show. I interviewed this band the other day called Lasands, wow, which are made up. It's like a, there are three people in the band. This one guy, Michael, this one guy, Austin, and then some other dude I did not meet. But I interviewed Michael and Austin from my website. Um, and these guys, they're both 24 years old, 24, super tall. Um, Michael's like 6'3", and Austin's like, Six two or whatever. They're gorgeous. They wear cute, fun outfits. They're adorable. They're heterosexual. They are nice to women. They actually care about women's feelings. Or like, they don't just have sex like like crazy monsters. Their like brain is attached to their privates, kind of. 
where uh, they need to have an emotional connection. Anyway, they're just like this new breed of men that are such, and they're such sweethearts. So I interviewed them for my website this week. Interview went great. I'm, that's why I'm still talking about them now. I'm wanting to have them co-host the show in, in one of these upcoming Boy Crazy Radios to come. But here's what happened the other day that was so crazy. At the, at the tail end of us doing our interview, we walked to Target from M Cafe. Uh, M Cafe is like my favorite little cafe in Los Angeles. It's macrobiotic vegan. I'm not macrobiotic vegan, but I just like this place because the people watching is great. The food is really good. It's healthy. You don't feel guilty about eating stuff there. Anyway, we walked from M Cafe on Melrose in La Brea. We walked up La Brea and went to Target, did some people watching, took some photos for Instagram because we're all assholes. We need to, like, document every aspect of our life, kind of, sort of, for real. Um, and then when, and then we walked back to M Cafe, plopped down in front of this uh, landmark, this L.A. landmark called Pink's. I don't know exactly – I don't know why it's exactly a landmark because uh, it's just a hot dog stand, but I love it. It's super cute. It's called Pink's. It's just, like, been in L.A. forever, and there's always, like – a line around the block for these hot dogs that aren't even that great, but whatever, that's how it is. So I bought them some hot dogs because the line had died down, and we thought it would be an ironic twist just to be like, hey, Pink's is ridiculous, but there's no line. Like, we should just buy a hot dog and get some lemonade because it's like 107 degrees today in Los Angeles. Thank God it's cooling off, Los Angeles. Thank God it's cooling off. Um, So we're sitting there having a chat. They're smoking. I don't know why. They really should quit, but they're only 24, which is adorable, so they think that's okay. They're, they're having a moment. They're going through a phase. And as we're chatting and they're smoking unnecessarily cigarettes, we hear, screech, bam, an S, a Lexus SUV. I assume this guy was texting. I'm pretty sure he was texting. Hit a bike rider. The bike rider goes flying 15 feet in the air. And we're all, me, Austin, and Michael are all watching this happen. The dude goes flying up 15 feet in the air. And, like, as if in slow motion, he, he's, he falls towards the ground. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to watch this man die today. Like, I'm going to watch somebody die in front of me right now, today, like on this day. Dude does not die. The dude did not die. He, in fact, got up from adrenaline, I guess, uh, even though we all thought he was dead. You know, it was a little bit wiggly and weird. Got up, all bobbleheady kind of vibe. And, uh... And turns out he was homeless. And I called the paramedics, and I think the guy who was driving the Lexus came over to make sure the homeless dude wasn't dead and almost, like, punched me in the face because I was calling the cops because he didn't want me to involve the uh, the fire department or the cops or anything, and so he, would get, he didn't want to get in trouble. I get that, but it was kind of terrifying that the minute I pulled my phone out and was, like, trying to call for the paramedics, this dude looked like he was just going to beat me, beat me up to a pulp. Anyway, so that was fucking crazy. So, was, so now me and these, these two kids from the band Le Fans are like, we're almost, it's like we're blood brothers now. It's like we, we became so close that day because we did fun stuff, but then we all watched this crazy, traumatic, terrifying thing happen. And I hope this homeless guy is okay. I wish he had let the paramedics take care of him and uh, unhomeless him. Homed him? Homed him? He could have been. He could have gotten some money, maybe. Would he have known what to do with it? Probably not. He seemed. He seemed a little bonkers, not just because he got hit by a car. Anyway, so now that I'm blood brothers with uh, Michael and Austin from Los Angeles, I think that they need to help me co-host the show next week. What are your thoughts? Or should I have Ariel Pink come back? I don't know. That's neither here nor there. We're gonna go. That was just an aside of an aside. Now we're gonna get back to boy crazy voicemail messages, huh? 
Hey, Lexi. Sorry. It's, well, it's me, Nikki. Um, I probably sent you an email or something. I don't know. It's probably super, like, desperate and everything because you're, like, so famous and not. But I just want to let you know that you're, like, super inspiring and everything. Also, I live in Vancouver in Canada. I don't know if you've heard of that place. It's really neat. Well, it's sort of boring. But anyway, so long story short, um, I just wanted to let you know you really make my life better. Um, maybe I've had a few Cronenbergs right now. I'm not too sure. Oh, my God. I wish she could just compliment me. By the way, I'm not just on a fucking weird rampage where I'm playing people's compliments. I had no idea. I just... This is I'm going through the mailboxes. I'm through the mailbox and listening to these messages. I would have loved to have the compliment. Minus the Cronenberg uh, comment. So that means you have to be drunk to compliment me? I can't believe you. But anyway, I'm totally teasing. Thank you so much. I'm glad I make your life better. Um, I'm here for you. For whatever reason, the whole reason why Boy Crazy Radio exists, and a big part of I'mBoyCrazy.com, I guess, sometimes, less I'mBoyCrazy.com than Boy Crazy Radio, but a big part of why Boy Crazy Radio exists is so I can talk about all the bullshit that I'm going through, and you can tell me about all the bullshit you're going through, and then we meet in the middle, and for whatever reason, I have so much energy. I don't know why. It Maybe it's because I just, I don't know. I have too much energy. I'm very caffeinated always, super caffeinated always. Um, I'm an only child, so for whatever reason, for all of those reasons, I have a lot of empathy and a lot of energy to try to, like, give you a, to, to hug you to give you a weird cyber interweb uh, hug and listen to your stuff and make you feel less alone. Because that's kind of my goal, to make you feel less alone, uh, make you laugh by telling you all the all the horrible things that I go through. And uh, I don't know, to help encourage you to be the best version of yourself you can possibly be. I don't know. Maybe I just think. Maybe I'm wrong. Oh. Hey, Lexi. I was just uh, listening to your show. It was a great show. Oh, I just wanted to go over the uh, the issue you mentioned in the beginning with the uh, your uh, ex boyfriend's uh, sister, who had a little bit of a tough time uh, communicating with you. Uh, I tend to work with a lot of kids and do a lot of tutoring, and um, usually I, I require a lot of the, you know from the kids. Uh, they they do all their own research and stuff, and come to college and stuff like that. But one of the things that I note is that when they call me um, and they leave a message, I note to see how their presentation is, and more often than not, their first. You know, not being experienced, they're very nervous, you know, have poor presentation. So the way I typically deal with it is I, you know, I, you know, when I speak with them the next time, I tell them, hey, you know, I noticed your speaking voice over the telephone was a little bit shaky, wasn't very confident. You're going to want to improve that, and, you know, you want to practice on someone you know like me. And uh, so when you call, people always feel comfortable with, you know, uh, being confident and speaking with you about your manner, blah, blah, blah. So all I'm just trying to say is that just, I think the best approach is using it as a mentoring moment and less less of a personal moment, but that's just my opinion. All right, bye. I don't even really know what he's referring to. I think I was dating a guy a while ago, my ex-boyfriend, and I think his sister, his sister had some kind of a problem with me, and I think this boy crazy voicemail message was uh, to give me advice as to how to communicate with my ex-boyfriend's sister. Well, luckily, I don't have to talk to him anymore, and I don't have to talk to her anymore. But maybe that voicemail message just helped somebody else out there. I love you. I love you. God, what's your new voicemail? Amazing. It only makes me so good. Hey, Alexi, just to download your most recent show, I noticed in the beginning you compared yourself to Love Line, but you had to throw in the aside like Dr. Drew. 
I think a better comparison would be that you're like Dr. Laura, but not an enormous bitch. And there you don't have to you don't have to throw in any aside because Dr. Laura isn't really a doctor doctor. She's not even a dentist doctor. Uh, she is the doctor in the most loosest sense of the term. She uh, got a Ph.D. in some area of science that nobody gets a Ph.D. in, and uh, that is why she is Dr. Laura. So, so you could you could really say I am the Dr. Laura, except not the enormous bitch that she is. Just want to throw that in there. All right. Hope you have a good week. Uh, looking forward to your show. Bye. That is fantastic advice, and because of that advice, I have stopped comparing Boy Crazy Radio to Loveline. I don't think I did it in tonight's opening, but you are so right. But I don't know, if, does my, do the people listening to the show know who Dr. Laura is? I barely know who Dr. Laura is. I mean, I do, but I don't. But yeah, okay, I'm Dr. Laura, minus being the bitch. I just want to be your big sister is all. Area code 617. Hi. Hi, who's this? What's your name? How old are you? Where are you calling from? Um, I'm Anna. I'm calling from the L.A. area. What's going uh, on, oh, Anna? Fun. I'm 21. Um, oh, this is so funny. Um, I just have, like, a sort of general question towards you, which is, like, I'm also 5'11", and, like, I feel as though you really rock your height and, like, work it with men, and you don't give a fuck, and you wear heels, and it's super cool. And I don't know, like, how, like do dudes, like, a lot of times, like, a lot of times when I'm out, guys be like, oh, like, you're really tall. Like, you're kind of a freak. And I'll be like, um, what? How do I respond to that? Well, here's the thing. Um, I thank you for thinking that I rock my height, and I like I I do love. I'm five eleven and a half, but I say five eleven just to make me feel not so crazy tall. But here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I don't wear heels. I'm very self conscious to wear heels. So, like, do you wear heels? Well, oh, I felt like I heard you said you wore heels. Um, I don't often because then, like, if I'm out and I'll like meet a dude who's like. 5'11 or something, then I'm just fucked because I'm, like, stooping down, like, hey. <laughs> no, the funny thing is, like, and I'm going to go off on a tangent here, but, like, I'll I'll see, like, Wendy Williams on television, and she's already, like, 5'11, and she wears crazy six-inch heels, and I just think Wendy Williams is hilarious and funny and great, and uh, uh, so I'm, like, I get inspired by women like that that are very tall who still wear heels, but then again, I'm watching them on television, and they're making appearances, so of course they're going to want to dress kind of fancy and you know, it's uh, movie magic and showbiz stuff, and they're on television, and they want to look great and cool-looking shoes. In real life, uh, and I would probably do that, too, if I was, for whatever reason, on TV, uh, on a talk show. Yeah, that's maybe when I would consider wearing high heels. But in my regular, mm-hmm. in my, I, hope that, I hope that happens someday. That would be so fun, if I could even find the right shoes for me, because my feet are also very big. What size should you wear? Um, just 10. I wear an 11 or an 11 and a half. Oh, wow. I know. It's crazy. That's why be so thankful that you you only wear a 10 because that's usually all shoes go up to that size. I have to fucking order on J. I have to order on J. Crew. So here's here's what I do in my real life. I never wear heels. First of all, they're uncomfortable. Girls who are shorter who can wear high heels or, and do wear high heels, they usually can't even walk in them because and they look ridiculous and they look super uncomfortable. Don't you agree? That's true. That's an excellent point. Yeah, so what I do is I order shoes off jcrew.com. I wear, you know, I'm a little bit sick of ballet flats, but I wear, like, open-toed sandals that are all cute, or I wear white keds, and I wear them, like, you know, I I wear white keds, open-toed sandals, ballet flats, um, Mm -hmm. rogues, which are, like, little men's, you know, fancy shoes or whatever. Like, 
whatever I can find that there's a lot, I mean, there are a lot of cool shoes out there. Go to like topshop.com and yeah, topshop.com. If you are a size 10, they've got some of the coolest flats, flats ever. They've got like amazing sandals. They've got amazing, like, like this little lace up shoesies with like, just check it out. They've got some fucking crazy, awesome shoes that are flats. And I think like tall or short or whatever, whatever I am, if I were short too, I wouldn't want to wear heels. I love word. being able to run. What'd you say? I said word. Yeah, you're, I mean, like, I just feel like I like being able to run around and climb a fence and, you know, be get into crazy shenanigans or go to the park or go on a hike and, like, just not know what I'm going to get into. And then, you know, and heels are just so fucking uncomfortable. But I, if I can find really cool-looking heels sometimes that fit me, I will buy them just so I can have them and I put them away in my closet and then I think, okay, like if I need to do something fancy and I have to wear heels, I get like three inch heels tops because I don't want to wear, why would I want to wear six inch heels? I'm 5'11". That's crazy. Yeah, that's true. I don't want yeah. it's, it's too scary. It's crazy. And uh, so I get three inch heels tops and if I'm going to, I went on a date with a guy who was 6'9". I was dating him for, for a little bit and part of the whole fun thing of dating him was, fuck, I can wear all these heels. I'm going to try to learn how to walk in heels. So we made it an exercise, and he was totally in on it, and he thought it was really <laughs> fun. And I would just, like, wear heels and, like, walk all clunky and weird and be like, oh, shit, I don't know how to get up. I can't get up to the ladies' room. I'm too scared to walk across the restaurant to go to the ladies' room in these crazy heels. But <laughs> I worked I worked past it, and now I don't date the dude anymore, so the heels are back in my closet. So I love being tall, but I love wearing flat shoes because I'm already tall. I'm so happy about being tall. I don't need to make myself taller, you know? That's true. Good 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 call there. Yeah, so just like love your height and all and um the only annoying thing is oh yeah, and it's also better for your feet not to be wearing heels. So like just keep it flat. Flat all the way. Do whatever you feel, but like I just, you know. Oh, the bummer about not being able to wear heels though is you don't mm-hmm. get that like you don't get that lift where your thighs look a little bit smaller and your butt kind of yeah. looks a little but whatever, just exercise and look cute, and your body's great, I'm sure, and who gives a fuck? Just, like, be comfortable and have fun and, like, don't. I think women, we do this. Like, fashion is great and all, and I love it, and I love looking at beautiful shoes, but I don't know. I just see women trying to incorporate high-fashion shoes in their workday, like, everyday life, and it's just, like, it just looks gnarly. It looks like they're just doing it for men and that they're totally, like, miserable, but then there are, like, Rachel Zoe types who are fashionistas doesn't really know what they're doing, so... You can pick and choose. Do whatever you like doing, and and I and I back you and support you as long as you're comfortable and happy in your skin. Cool. Thank you. Oh, one more question though. Do you date guys who are mm-hmm. shorter than you? Oh my God. See, this is like my constant uh, struggle. I don't know. I used to be very, very, very strict about not doing it, but I sort of have like given in to like five ten, like maybe even five nine but like it's awful i hate like doing like i do like the weird thing where i'll like be like slanting my hips to the side when i'm like making out with them like when i'm standing and stuff i don't know i totally get that like see i used to not care at all i used to date anybody and everybody i didn't even think about height and i didn't realize a lot of times i didn't notice people's height because i wasn't aware of the fact i, I wasn't aware of my head tilting downward when i was talking to someone like, I had no gauge on whether or not I was eye level with someone or if I was tilting my head down because the person was so short or, yeah. you know what I mean? So 
So I would just date anybody. And then I think a lot of some people called called uh, my height, you know, my height out. They, they called attention to like the height discrepancy I had with guys I was dating, and I got really, yeah. I got really in my head about it. And then all of a sudden, I like got really like weird about it and I made this rule yeah. and that's I think that's when I started my blog I think I start, I was like just real hardcore I was like oh actually I was dating someone shorter than me when I started my website and he never let us he never let me look in the mirror standing at us together standing next to each other because he didn't want <laughs> me to realize oh my but, god uh, so I got really super weird about dating shorter guys and then when I broke up with the guy that I was with when I started my website I, I said I'm only dating guys my height or taller but now, now after years of being a fucking height Nazi, now, now I'm kind of back to not giving a fuck. But I do prefer yeah. being with a guy. But I do prefer being with a guy who's taller than me because it does make me feel smaller, makes me feel cuter, makes me feel more feminine. And uh, yeah, definitely. But the weird thing is, and then I'm, then I'll be done. And I'll, I'll be done with this height rant. The thing that, that I like, <laughs> the thing that I like about short guys, I love their personality because they have that Napoleon complex personality where they, they've had to learn how to be really funny and to get people's attention and all that stuff, so I love short guy personality. Yeah, well what was the shortest dude you ever like dated? How short are we uh-huh. talking here? Well, I'm 5'11", maybe like 5'7". Damn, that's intense. That's intense, but you know and, and also I think I like made out I definitely made out behind closed doors and didn't have sex with him, but we made out, we fooled around and did everything but have sex with a dude who was like five six, five five. Oh my god. I couldn't do I know. That. I know. I think his private would be way too small for my private. Not because I have a gaping private, but because our <laughs> privates are like our privates are relative to our bodies. But anyway, I hope that helps. Thank you for calling in because I love talking about this heel height dude height issue. Um because it's something tall girls have to deal with. We really think about it. Makes us self conscious and concerned. Area code two one zero. Hello. Hello. What's your name? How old are you? Where are you calling from? Uh, my name's Alex, and I'm nineteen, and I'm calling from Columbus, Ohio, where I go to college. Oh, cool. What are you majoring in? Communications. Well, this should be very easy then, because you're going to tell me what your problem is, and I'm going to understand it, and it's going to be great. <laughs> oh, first of all, I was going to say I feel your pain on the size eleven. I'm a size eleven as well, and I always frequent Target for my shoes. I don't know about you. Oh my god. What size shoe do you wear? Eleven. Oh my God, you're five eleven and you have an eleven shoe. I, I know I'm not five eleven. I'm not five eleven. I have size eleven feet, but I wish I was five eleven sometimes. But. Wait, 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 how tall are you? I'm only five seven. Oh my God, that's actually so cool. I'm so glad we get to meet. This is so great. Hi, Alex. <laughs> Hello. That's so cool. So where do you you're get your right? shoes? Um. Well, I order my shoes online, jcrew.com, and they. Check it out. They've got the cutest okay. shoes. I'm serious. Do that after you get off the phone with me. Go check it I out. I will. And they go up to size 12. <gasps> well, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, but what's going on with you other than the 5'7", size 11 shoe debacle? Oh, no. I just was wondering what your advice was in regards to, like, finding good guys in college. I don't know if you went to college, but I'm not necessarily the kind of person who likes to go, like, hoe myself around and, like, grind up on dudes and take them home drunk and I don't know I'm just that's not my style but maybe I'm a prude I don't know if that makes me a prude but I just don't really like I don't know I don't care to do that well at the same time I don't know how oh what 
Oh, no, go on. Sorry. At the same time. Oh, I was just going to say at the same time, I don't know, like, how else. That's how I know girls find guys. So I just don't know how to weed out the good guys. You're saying that girls find guys by going to bars and getting drunk and grinding on dudes? Yeah, like, just getting, like, crazy. And I'm not saying, I'm not objecting to partying, but I don't think that that's the start to a great relationship. I know. You know what the thing is? This is a tough one. I mean, I did not, actually, it's not so tough, actually. I did not go to college, but, you know, I've dated many dudes, and I've, mm-hmm. and, uh, I've gone to lots of parties, and I've uh, met a lot of people. And so I think, let's just, we can keep it, not kind of vague, but, I think mm-hmm. it's really simple. I mean, if you aren't the type of girl who wants to get drunk and go, you don't have to be the type of girl who goes out yeah. and gets drunk and, like, meets mm-hmm. guys when you're all fucked up. You want a good guy, and that's great. Like, that means it might take a little bit longer, and you might be yeah. going more nights than, there might be more nights than not where you're, like, home alone, reading a book, taking a bath, doing your homework, masturbating, watching a movie, trying not to binge eat. But, uh, you know, you'll you'll have more of those nights where you aren't getting into weird trouble or, or contra- you know, uh, contracting herpes or something. But, yeah, you know, but, but at least, like, you'll, you'll, when you do meet a, a guy that you like, like, uh, you'll know. I mean, mm. you just have to wait. You have to be a little bit more, you have to just be patient because, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. You can go to these parties, have a drink if you want. Have not, don't, I mean, oh, no, I definitely do. I'm not saying I don't, but. I definitely can see, like, different guys' true colors whenever I do go to parties. So. Well, so here's what you do. So go to a party. You have a drink or two or whatever you're doing. Be nice. Talk to people. Approach people. Communicate because it's your major. Uh, yes. You know, like, say hello. Have a chat. Like, have stuff to say. Like, you know, if you're busy and you're constantly doing stuff, whether it's in school or you're seeing movies or you're going to museums or you're, you know, whatever you're doing, um, you know, you have a life. Hopefully you have lots of things that you're interested in. And when you yep. go to these parties, just talk to strangers and say hello and start conversations with people and put yourself out there. And then that doesn't mean that doesn't mean you have to make out with them or end up in the bathroom, you know, mm-hmm. having unprotected sex or something. But as long as you're nice and you put yourself out there and you get a gauge on how people respond to you and you kind of stay away from the guys who are kind of mean and sarcastic and creepy and not so friendly or just are only after just one thing and are total totally being dicks. Um mm. and just and pay and, and pay attention to the guys who are nice and go to get you a drink. Oh actually I'm scared. I don't want them to go get you a drink. I don't want you to get really <laughs> no, yeah, don't get, get my own drinks. <laughs> yeah, go go get your own drinks. But like just keep your eyes open and then and then um you know give your number to guys that you think are kinda cool mm-hmm. and and then go from there. It's just like you just have to be patient and, and keep your eyes open and like be a good judge of character and see who's out there and, and, like, let guys be nice to you and let guys woo you and pursue you and stuff. Like, does that ever happen to you? Um, that's a completely different story, but um, no, not necessarily. Well, not in college so far, but... Um, had, what is it like, you've had hmm? guys woo you? Oh, well, yes, but then they turn out to be not so great, but that's neither here nor there, as you say. Oh, I love that you said that. I can't believe it. That's so funny. The weird thing is I've never really, I had never used the phrase that's neither here nor there until, like, I don't know when I started fucking saying that oh. all the time. I think I think it came out of, like, nervousness during the podcast. You and have I'm no idea. This. You have me saying that all the time. I, I do? Yes. I always, like, I just, like, I heard it on your podcast and I was like, that's a really nice phrase. I can't believe so it. I say it all the time. 
That makes me so happy. Well, let me just go back to your original question. There's, there's, there's a difference between being flirty and fun and, you know, sexy and putting yourself out there and meeting guys at parties and giving out your number. There's a mm-hmm. difference between that and getting sloppy drunk and making out and grinding with some stranger dude. So just, like, walk that line, you know what I mean? And, like, yeah. put your, be friendly, to, you know, if you see a cute guy, approach him. Like, say hello to him. Uh, ask him about him. See if he asks about you because that's so important. I hate when people don't ask you about, you know, like when they don't ask questions as well. You know, it's so mm. it's so rude. Sorry. Oh, oh yeah, that? for sure. That was your um, radio. It. I don't know. Uh, anyway. Um and, and then give out your number and then um yeah there you go touch their hand be flirty put your hand mm-hmm. on their thigh or let them I don't know and then and give out your number and stuff like that and then and let me know if you, are you gonna go to a party this weekend. Uh, probably, yeah. Yeah, I mean, how do you act when you're at the parties, generally? Are you flirty? Well, this past weekend was a rough weekend. I got pretty sloppy, but, um, usually Uh, I'm pretty good about not getting so sloppy. Well, let me, like, just for your own well-being, I don't want you to get sloppy or, like, or, you know, drink so much you black out or you... Oh, no, 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 not even, no. But just, but also, like, if you do get drunk and you do end up, like, inviting a guy home... Actually, everybody out there, all these, all you single girls should rent a movie called uh, Searching for Mr. Goodbar. It's a movie from, like, the late 70s with Diane Keaton, and it's so great, and it's about a girl who's in college, or she just graduates college, and she gets her own apartment. She's living on her own. It's very interesting. You have to see this movie. It's kind of terrifying, but you have to watch it. Um, it's just don't invite strange dudes to your place. But uh, what I'm saying is if you end up, drunk and you make out mm. with a dude or whatever if you have, if you have sex with him hopefully protected even then you could still end up falling in love with the dude that that happens with because I've had things where I've gone on a date with a guy and I'm not, I'm not saying this is ideal behavior and I don't I'm not super mm-hmm. proud of myself when I do this but I've gotten caught up in a moment and, and like had sex with a guy quote unquote too soon like on the first date and I you know the next day I'm like oh fuck like is he going to call? If he doesn't, if he doesn't call me, yeah. I'll be so embarrassed because then it's like he got what he wanted and he's never going to contact me again. But that that doesn't act, like sometimes it happens. They call. It's okay. There are no rules. If a guy likes you, even if you have sex too soon and it's at a party and you're tipsy and it's too soon or whatever, there are no rules. You never know, like, how you're going to start a relationship or, or how your story with the next person you end up being boyfriend and girlfriend with will start. But ideally – let there be a bit of a chase. Let him woo you. Let him pursue you and have it be sexy and then have sex on, like, the third or fourth date. Anyway, go to your parties this weekend. Be careful. And then call me next Wednesday and let me know. Ariel Pink might be here, too. And let us know. I like um, the music. Yeah. Let, let us know, like, what happened and, like, tell us, like, how you played it at the party or with a dude or whatever. Okay? Okay. We'll see how it goes. But thanks. Okay. You're welcome. Bye. Um, and by the way, to all my tall, big-footed girls out there listening, who I, my soul sisters, my sisters from another mister, there are a lot of really epic shoes happening now at Target. I'm not saying I buy them, but I go to Target for all my other stuff, like my mascara and my shampoo and my Listerine mint spray. And I, well, I always walk past the shoe department, and I survey what's going on in the clothing aisles as well. I try not to wear Target clothing because I'm trying to be fancier than that, but hey, I'm only human, and I look, because uh, you never know. You never know what you're going to stumble upon at uh, at Target. You never know what secret gems there are to be found there. And right now, Target is doing so many epic knockoffs of shoes. 
they're like doing really good shoes right now. So big footed girls, little footed girls, whatever the fuck you're dealing with down there, check out. And if you're, if you're broke, if you're a high school kid, if you're uh, in college, if you just like cheap things that look cool um, and don't look super cheap but are cheap, visit Target. Why not? God, I need a sponsorship from them so bad. Anyway, that is neither here nor there. Um, I'm going to I'm going to end the show because it's that time. It went by pretty fast, I thought. Anyway, I'll get to the rest of the Boy Crazy voicemails next week, and hopefully it will be a bunch more and even more fun ones. Uh, anyway, thank you so much to everyone for listening to Boy Crazy Radio, sponsored by I'mBoyCrazy.com. Thank you so much for calling in and letting me know you're out there. I love you. Uh, tune in next Wednesday, same time, same place, 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Follow me on Twitter if you would. Tell all your friends. At I'm Boy Crazy. Um, you can subscribe to Boy Crazy Radio on iTunes. And the number for Boy Crazy Voicemail is, again, 888-666-2045. Keep your message or your question under a minute. Don't include your phone number, and I will play it on the following episode of Boy Crazy Radio. If you, the listeners out there, want to submit your own music for me to play during the show or as an intro or an outro, please email me an MP3 of your music with the name and uh, of your song and the name of your band to boycrazylexi at gmail.com, subject music. And uh, I'm going to play us out with a song. What should I play us out with? Something fun, I think. Ooh. This is a song I really enjoy. I know it's been on the radio for a bit, but I like it because it makes me feel sexy. And I don't really smoke pot, but sometimes I let people blow pot smoke in my face because I think it'll give me a contact high. And I think it does. Sometimes I let them blow it into my mouth, but then that feels sexy like we're making out, and then I get a bit of a contact high. But whatever. That's neither here nor there either. This is a song called The Receipt. Is that how you say it? The Recipe? The Receipt? I don't know what it's called, but it's like Kendrick Lamar.
Because you ain't no none shit. I be living in the sky every time I ride by them hoes. Living in the sky on the radio because TV no eye control. Let it breathe. I control. California living to IMO. We want to be on to peak on the charts so the peons can be gone and be on their hearts. She is the group. She is the neon because she on the BS before we can start. Oh, fuck with a nigga. Ride with a nigga. Let them know a priority. What it mean? Hennessy and for my niggas. OG killer. Call it Jason. Boy, he's boy. He on his job. Boy, he sure be ever the mark. Jose Mark. Pretty bitches inside your marks. Let them inhale the pipe. Big Zuz. Let them reveal how much it costs. For this life. Controlling my pipe. No way. Hell no. Uh-uh. If I'm wrong, I don't want to be right. We want to be on to be on the charts. So the peons can be gone and be on their hearts. Women, we weather. It's not my fault. That it's 82 degrees on my top field. Oh, you might catch me in Atlanta. Come from, from all around. 
The new Sprint LTE Plus network is faster than Verizon and AT&T based on analysis of a recent study by Nielsen. And to celebrate, we're inviting you to join Sprint for the biggest offer in U.S. wireless history. Switch to Sprint and save 50% on most Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile rates. Yep, you heard that right. No gimmicks, no tricks. You have Verizon 6 gigs for $60, $30 with Sprint. And if you have 15 gigs for $100 from AT&T, $50 with Sprint. Even if you have T-Mobile's 10 gigs for $80, we'll give it to you for $40. And we won't force you to watch video in low def. Oh, and one more thing. We'll even pay your switching fees up to $650 per line so you can switch to the Sprint LTE Plus network today. Visit a Sprint store or Sprint.com slash save 50%. Offer coverage not available everywhere for discounted phones. Excludes taxes, surcharges, roaming, and premium content. Subject to new line, $36 activation fee. Credit valid for game plans may not be exact match. See website for eligible plans. Offer lands 1716 through 1818. Exclusions and restrictions apply. Contract by audio reward card requires online registration.